0: Hi, welcome to A Study of God's Word. Now, I'm saying it's A Study of God's Word because this study is not my study. It's a good friend of mine, Lee Rotman, who shared a whole bunch of studies with me, and I really appreciate them, and hopefully I will have time to share them. Give credit to, our, to whom credit is due. So, this is an incredible topic that we need to be focused in on because it's very popular today. I'm, I'm hearing a lot about, you know, we need to keep the Sabbath, and Sunday is the Sabbath. I don't believe in this. And here's the reasons why. You need to have a good understanding of what the Sabbath is. Why was it observed? Well, Deuteronomy 5.15. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. It's given to those guys in 1440 by Moses who came out of the Promised Land And and they're the ones that are supposed to celebrate the Sabbath, right? And it was given to Moses. It wasn't given before. Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, no. Uh, The guys before the flood, no. Nobody celebrated the Sabbath until 1440 B.C. As for you, speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall surely observe my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. It's for the Jews, That's all it's for, observed only by the Jews. As for you, speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall surely observe my Sabbath, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord. It sounds very similar. He repeats it quite often to remind them, because of their covenant together, that they are the ones to, to celebrate the Sabbath by doing nothing. The Sabbath had an expiry date. I love that term, expiry date. It's end with prophesied. Hosea 2.11, I also put an end to her gaiety, her feasts, her new moons, her Sabbaths, and all her festal assemblies. Why? Because they broke covenant. Jeremiah 31, behold, days are coming when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, although I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I'll put my law within them. And on their heart, I will write it. I will be their God and they shall. It's prophesied. It's coming to an end. And it's fulfilled. Look at Hebrews 8, 6 to 8. And now he has obtained a more excellent ministry talking about Christ by as much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which has been enacted on better promises for if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion sought for a second for finding fault with him. He says, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord when I will. That's Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. What's he doing? Hebrew author quoting Jeremiah saying, here's the fulfillment. Old is gone. New is here. Colossians, having canceled out the certificate of death, consisting of decrees against us, this is what Christ did, which was hostile to us, taking it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. When he disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Catch this. There is no one, no one who is to act as your judge in regard to food, to drink, in respect to a festival, or a new moon, or a Sabbath day. Things which are a mere shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Sabbath days are gone. That's what you need to understand. Galatians is all about you can't keep the law. As many errors of works of the law are under a curse, it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all the things written in the book of the law to perform. them." If you're pulling a little out of the Old Testament, you have to pull the whole thing out of the Old Testament. Now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident, the righteous man shall live by faith. The law is not of faith, on contrary, he who practices them shall live by them. Before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law, being shut up to the faith which was later to be revealed. Therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ so that we may be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. We're no longer under the law. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. You can't keep the law. You who have been severed from Christ, you who are seeking to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. If we keep the law... My question is, shall we not keep the penalty of the law? Exodus 3114 to 15, you are to observe the Sabbath. It is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Six days' work may be done, but on the seventh there is a Sabbath of complete rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath shall surely be put to death hmm, we're all into the rest kind of thing, but we're not into the penalty of the Sabbath, are we? No. And you can't do any kind of work on the Sabbath. What happens if you break it? You're in big trouble with God. So foolish to even think that we should be keeping Saturday. So foolish to think that Sunday has turned into the Sabbath. No. Old Testament is done. We're in the New Testament. Hello? They had this problem with circumcision in the book of Acts. And so they had a meeting in Jerusalem. And they're trying to say, can we bring from the Old Testament into the New? And what should we put upon the Gentiles? And at the end of it all, what what do we see? James sending out a letter and it says, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these essentials. This is it. Abstain from things sacrificed to idols, from blood and from things strangled and from fornication. If you keep yourselves free from such things, you will do well. Farewell. That's what they got to bring forward from the Old Testament. You, you handle these things, this is a teaching from the Old, then this is what you need to do. Nothing to say about Sabbath. We don't celebrate the Sabbath. We don't keep the Sabbath. We keep the Lord's Day, which is Sunday, which is the first day of the week. The significance of the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, Jesus rose from the dead. Look at that. Mark 6, Matthew 28, Luke 24, John twenty. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb. While it was still dark, Jesus had risen. He rose on the first day of the week. The day Jesus was declared to be the Son of God. Concerning His Son, who was born of a a descendant of David, according to the flesh, who was declared the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead, according to the Spirit of Holiness, Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 1, 3-4. On the day of the resurrection, that's when... He was declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection, the day the church was established. Leviticus 23, 15 to 16, all that it is saying here is from the Passover until the Pentecost, there is seven Sabbaths and then one, because that's 49, and then one. So the Pentecost is also always celebrated after that, last, that seventh Sabbath. And that Pentecost always falls when? On Sunday, the first day of the week. And on that day it was the day the holy spirit was given to the church acts chapter 2 verse 1 to verse 4 it's it's, it's like it's the birthday of the church it's the day the first gospel sermon was ever given acts chapter 2 22 to 36 peter gives the gospel sermon they get convicted because they believe that they're the ones they're responsible for the death of the messiah and that's when Peter gives us the keys of the kingdom, which Jesus said he would give to Peter in Matthew 16, 19, in Acts two thirty eight. After they said, Brethren, what shall we do? Because we have sinned. He says, Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There's the keys. That's how you get into the kingdom. And those doors were opened on the day of Pentecost, which is what? The Lord's Day. It's the day the church gathered together to observe the Lord's table. They were continually devoting themselves to teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer, breaking of the bread. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to what? To break bread. Hmm, wonder what that is. It's the Lord's table. When he had gone back down after he had raised that boy from the dead and had broken the bread and eaten, he talked with them a long time. They got together to break bread. In First Corinthians 11, 20, Therefore, when you meet together, it's not to eat the Lord's Supper. What you need to understand here, he's saying, this is the Sunday, you were coming together, but you're not eating the Lord's Supper. You're taking meals. You've turned the Lord's Supper into a meal, a festival. You are condemned for this because when you come together, you do the Lord's Supper as God commanded, as you see. Continue to read 1 Corinthians. So they're condemned when they were coming together because they weren't taking of the breaking of the bread. It's the day the church gave collection, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 to 2. Concerning the collection of the saints, as I directed to the church of Galatia, so he's teaching everybody. Everybody's doing the same thing. On the first day of each week, put aside and save. The assembly, not to be forsaken. No, they didn't have Monday night something, Tuesday night something, Wednesday night something. They met on the first day of the week. Not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more. As you see the day drawing near, you cannot see the judgment day drawing near. You cannot see what's going on except for the days of the week. And what's the biggest day of the week? It's the Sunday. And you're encouraging one another. We're, we're meeting at 4 o'clock in the morning to have the Lord's table because Sunday wasn't a day off. Only the Jews could have a Sabbath. We were slaves. We weren't rich people. We would meet first thing in the morning or we'd meet at the end of the day when people were finally let go after eight, nine o'clock at night. If you're a slave after ten. So don't forsake the assembly. We will wait for you and we will celebrate together. Celebrate because we're doing the we're celebrating the death, the burial, the resurrection. It's most incredible, right? First day of the week means every Sunday, just as the Sabbath means every Saturday. I like what Lee did here, putting together early church fathers. In 120 A.D., we keep the eighth day with joyfulness, the day also on which Jesus rose from the dead. The Sabbath is, is the seventh day, and then the eighth day is the Sunday. Sunday is, is the day in 140, just a martyr. We all hold our common assembly because Jesus Christ, on the same day, arose from the dead. The Christians purposely came together. It's our day which is the Sunday, the first day of the week on the uh, one day, the first day of the week, we assembled ourselves together. And uh, on, on the days of the readings, we abstain from sustenance. That's AD 180. The early church from the book of Acts all the way up, as we see here, are worshiping on Sunday. We started by worshiping on Sunday, on the first day of the week. In his fulfillment of the precept, keeps the Lord's day, glorifying the Lord's resurrection in himself. That's 194. 200. The old law is demonstrated as having been consummated at a specific time. Finished. So also, the observance of the Sabbath is demonstrated to have been Temporary. We neither accord with the Jews in their peculiarities in regard to food nor their sacred days. That's AD 200, 270. The solemn festival, the resurrection of the Lord can be celebrated only on the Lord's Day. Now, you can't use these things to build doctrine. These things are not inspired, but what what we do see is the history of the church. They've been celebrating, and I bring you to this right here, Constantine 321 makes Sunday a public holiday to celebrate, not because of Christ, but for the venerable day of the sun god. He was a pagan. He liked Christianity, but he's still a pagan. He doesn't get baptized until his deathbed. So when Sunday starts to be celebrated, Christians start to teach it as the fulfillment of the Sabbath day of rest. And from here, from Constantine on, you start seeing people talking about it's the Sabbath and we need to keep the Sabbath, the fourth commandment. Never, never God's intention. It's just bad teaching right now. It's up until, it's 300 years the church has been celebrating on the first day of the week. We do the same today today. Nothing to do with Constantine. Nothing to do with any other churches changing anything. We have always celebrated on the first day of the week, as we see in the book of Acts and from other teachings of Paul. The Sabbath day was to the Jews only and is done away with in Christ. The first day of the week is the Lord's day and is given to Christians. We should rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for watching.